Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the What the Heck Man Rants on Giddy Lounge Radio. I do this for real as always reported to do my duty. I have been ganged upon by these two women. Um what I've done to them, I don't know. But you know, Wobia just came on and said that I am wicked. That's what she said. She said I'm wicked. I don't know what I did, but Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for, you know, listening, clicking play, being forced by your girlfriend or your side chick or your side boyfriend, whatever the case may be. But welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, it's been a it's been a while. Has it been a while? No, it's been two weeks. Um, but you know, here to talk, here to see what to do, and um, remind you all that I'm an angel. So, if anybody tries to pick on me, I think all you guys need to do is just remember to do what God would do. What would Jesus do? And Jesus said in his word that, you know, love Sami and protect him. So, that's just it. Um, But, I'll bring in our very first co-host who seems to be more normal than the other one today. So we'll see where that leaves us. Um, Laulu, what's happening? What it do? What up? Well, I'm the normal one today. That's nice. That's quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's so nice. Thank you. <laughs> um, wow. I feel like you're doing that because you're about to do something or like spend the rest of the show being abnormal. normal that is so rude don't be rude <laughs> to me okay so I mean, first of all you were late starting the show so you can't even be rude to me today at all first of all i wasn't late i was here you guys didn't answer the call why are you shouting Who are oh you so when i want to defend myself that i'm shouting that's not defense because like i could i could literally just tweet the entire call log right now you called me at 704 relax yourself please let's let's be guided today Man, anyway, I know when I click. What's up, people? Am I talking to you anymore? No, I'm talking to the people now. What did you do, everyone? It's been two weeks because of some, you know, casual. Um, wow, that's Mac. I really hope no one hears that. <laughs> but it's been a while. So glad to be back. We got a lot to catch up on. If y'all have been watching some of these stories, you would know. So, yeah, I'm excited to be back. Mm-hmm. What's up, Wobia? Because I'm done talking to some I'm not talking to Sumi either. Oh. Hi, Lalu. How are you doing? Hey, girl. I'm, you I'm know, cool. I see you popping on the bamboo. You all here going. Stop it, girl. Stop it. Stop, stop. So are you. So are you. Your so oppression you. is too much. Your oppression is too much. I bet. <laughs> Let me be, y'all. I'm just learning from you. It's a little something, something. It's a little something, something. Lizzo, I have not been posting on Instagram, okay? I'm sorry. Girl, but I saw you the other day. Don't, don't worry, worry, the heat will be coming. Ooh, apply pressure soon, and I will be oppressing everyone. I'm just letting you guys know. Oh, we're ready. <laughs> um, but what's up, everybody? It's your girl Wovia, and happy Monday. Um, it's been a, a whirlwind of a day, to be honest. 
Sometimes I don't even know what time it is. Do you guys ever feel like that? Well, not you guys. Lalu, do you ever feel like time goes by so fast <laughs> and you're just kind of like, I don't even know what day it is today, you know? I just, you know, I just, I feel like I've been yeah. going through that lately, you know? That happens when you pay bills and you're just like, <laughs> when is the 15th coming, bro? Like, <laughs> is it the 15th yet? Because that paycheck already gone. <laughs> The paycheck does not last. It comes it in and it goes out. And it goes. <laughs> Especially the first one of the month. It's like once rent is paid, everything is paid, you're like, well. You're like, well, I'm going to sell myself on the street. Okay. I'm going to be eating spaghetti every day. It's <laughs> on <laughs> so, so the 15th. Um, but yeah, happy Monday. I'm happy to be here. We definitely got a lot to catch up on. Got some good announcements. Yes. So. yes. Welcome, everybody. Tell me you can talk now. Me? Oh, I can talk now? Yeah, you can talk now. Why? You guys just continue talking. Ozzy, show yourself. Continue. Bye. Okay, no problem. Anyways, so, Rance fam. Um, me and Lalu have taken over this broadcast. Oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> the revolution is being televised or... Mm-hmm. Um, Podcast eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and today we have a lot of great things to talk about. So, first of all, shout out to Tyler Perry for that being part. for opening the first black owned studio, largest studio. Like I saw the pictures from last night. Even Beyonce said she was in tears. And Beyonce. You know, for, you know, for Beyonce to move, like, oh, this shit has to be real, okay? Because Beyonce be is not moved by a lot. So, at all. <laughs> so, I an wish... actual caption. Like, she it was wrote a, a whole caption. A whole a caption. I was shocked. <laughs> I was very shook. I was like, wow, I must read this. You know when Beyonce writes captions, I feel like she's not the one writing it. Like she has a ghostwriter. Like okay, who approves it? But like on a normal day, she doesn't even let them do that. She just like post it. The people don't exactly what's known. It doesn't need to be said. But this time around, there was a whole caption with references, emojis. I said, (laughs) even when she gave it to her children, she didn't be writing all this. Exactly. So oh you already God. know Tyler Perry's opening must have been something earth shattering. And mm-hmm. shout out to Tyler Perry. Like I, it actually gives me chills because I love to see people come from nothing and really build a life out of themselves, mm-hmm. and not for mm-hmm. themselves but make way for others, which has, which is what Tyler Perry has done, um, so consistently. And so shout out to Tyler Perry, man. Shout out to Black Excellence because that's dope. That is just so dope to me. And I wish and- I. Would- what I need to do are for my 2020 goals. I need to work on making friends in high places. That's the that's the goal for 2020. That's the goal. <laughs> and you and be in high places yourself too. Exactly. That's right. Very good. I yeah. support it. Um, <laughs> and also, he owns. He now owns the largest studio in Hollywood. It's right. bigger than Disney. It's bigger than. Let me even read. Let's read Ava's Ava's post. Read it. You know, she she said it. When she said it, I said, what? And I, you said, what now? Um, I was like, wow, wow, wow. He he really did that. He, he sure did that. She said, the studio is, a black man owns a studio lot, a black man who owns a studio lot, larger and more modern 
than any studio lot in Hollywood. The studio lots of Disney, Warner Bros., Paramount, Fox, and Sony can all fit inside Tyler Perry's studio at the same time. At the same time, he was not playing. And I didn't even know, like, he's had the studio. Like, he's been building the studio for quite some years, like, two, three years. And, like, they've been filming there. But he's just been, like, accumulating it as time has gone by. And yeah, I like, didn't know that either. I didn't I, know that. Which is super I, dope. Which is amazing. Listen, so, y'all, the, the moral of the story is that greatness is, is, is to claim by anybody. Anyone can be great. Anyone can make a way out of nothing. Well, I mean, unless we're talking about certain circumstances, but there are the lots more, of circumstances. <laughs> the, the more the story is that when, if you can envision it, you can dream it, if you can make it happen. Um, and that, you know, everything takes time too, because it's not like he built this overnight. You know what right. I mean? Mm-hmm. People will see the big studio, like, wow, Tyler Perry really, he's come up, but this thing has been years in the making. Right. And so if you want to build something great, you need to have patience and you need to just keep going. And that's really it. So And for the people with the privilege, y'all got to open doors for other people too. Exactly. You know, create tables for other people. And I feel, yeah, that's the moral of the story. So Black Excellence and Tyler Perry, shout out to him. I saw Hillary Clinton there and I said, wow. Right, I saw the Clintons. Like, the listen. Clintons were there. I don't think Barack Obama was there. I don't even surprised. He probably know. wasn't around. He might, he would, I feel like that's something that him and Michelle would definitely, look at us speaking for them, like, you know, we had dinner with them last night. Like, I'm yeah, their homie, okay. I'm <laughs> recently, thank you. Um, I feel like they weren't available this time, but it's okay. Yeah. Shout out to Tyler Perry. Um, did you watch the Hip Hop Awards? I did not watch the Hip Hop Awards. I did not watch that. The Lord will not let me watch that. But I heard Megan Thee Stallion open, so congrats to her. That's pretty big. Um, I I never really I stopped watching the Hip Hop Awards like years ago because yeah. it became a little much for me, a little much, much. Um, but shout out to Meg though. She's out here doing her thing. She got signed to Rock Nation. Okay, she nice. did. I was like, okay, get your money. She and they said her name correctly. They said Megan D. Stallion. I said, that's how you know <laughs> it is not someone of her kind saying that name. It's <laughs> like, okay, oh, yeah. girl, get your money, get your money, get, get your money. Get your money, sis. So everybody Plus, get your coins. Get your coins. Plus, I feel like right now is just a great time. I think there's so many women doing amazing things. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A lot of women with, like, big dick energy. I'm going to just say it like that. Like, just out here, just like trailblazing and just taking what's theirs. And I love it. Like there's so many positive role models for young girls to see as far as like, you know, how to be a great career person and how to, you know, not settle and go after what you want and all that and be a boss. So Rihanna's definitely like one of them for sure. Um, I love me some Riri. She out here collecting names. Robin. <laughs> Robin. Rihanna Fenty um but yeah shout out to Megan all the women out here doing the damn thing we we hail you we hail you we hail you we do we see y'all we appreciate y'all y'all keep us going so thank you exactly exactly um the other person on this podcast we won't mention his name but um 
if you wanted to say something about the wonderful ladies we're talking hey. about. <laughs> the shade. Now you know, do not offend Wilbia. This is what would happen to you. But yeah, oh, you, don't have, human... you don't have anything to say. Hello? Hello? <laughs> he is upset. You guys, you guys, we have heard some misfeelings. You know, we have heard his feelings. Should we apologize, Lalu? We apologize. Nah, he'll be fine. <laughs> he'll be a okay. He'll be all right. A okay. He gotta tell. He gotta say who won the giveaway though. So I don't know why he's acting brand new right now. So exactly, y'all. In case you didn't see that, um, the Rancho story and whatnot, we have a giveaway going on. So the winner will be announced. And I think the prize is pretty wonderful. Um, as soon as Somi stops being salty and, you know, gets back on the show. Salty balls. Listen, if you want to be salty, that's fine. But the truth is the truth, okay? And <laughs> I would just say this. I don't know what Somi did to Wobia, so. <laughs> <laughs> this is quite funny, though. This is funny. Do you want to tell us what he did to you, Wobia? Or are you just, it's no. just not for the show? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just kidding, y'all. It's all jokes. Somi, I love Somi. He knows I love him. Somi, come back. We miss you. Come back. Come. Somi. Hi, right, Somi. You're done now. Okay. Somi. Be on and only. Oh, God. Ew. Come, 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 come. <laughs> Ew. You know you have to talk to me. Somi, he likes, he, you have to stroke his ego a little bit. Somi you know, likes like, a little younger. <laughs> for y'all who don't know what yanga means it means like i don't know what's the equivalent of yanga in like american terms i don't know it's um, not ego that's not what no uh i'm trying to whatever think. 50 cent has that's what somebody has right now <laughs> whatever 50 cent has <laughs> that's that's true that's true that's true some you all right Sammy, you're done now like you have all the topics you're talking about so i'm confused oh, oh wait, give it, wait. Well, give it like give it like 10 seconds yeah okay. y'all didn't know that before you told me to be quiet in america I mean, you I want to silence a black man see the two of you died there while light are light <laughs> if you don't finish this show by yourself shopana will strike the two of you I don't have anything to say. I'm just here. Take the sun back. is That's shining on my face. I've crossed my leg. I've lifted it up. I'm drinking, sipping. Just the rest is to you. Let me know where you want to take a break. I'll play music. Uh, bye bye. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Send us the topics then. Send us the topics. You are so mad. You are very that. mad. That, that topic that you want. Seek. Uh -huh. Okay. Whatever. You're able to dig your hole even deeper. Whatever a man can do. Two women can do better. Continue. Exactly. Uh, the ah. Exactly. Two women can do better. Mm -hmm. Better. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it's okay. We don't need Sumi. It's okay. We don't need him. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I was thinking. Oh. I was thinking. Since what you somebody, thinking about, girl? Since somebody doesn't want to talk, right? Mm -hmm. I was thinking, what if we tell the people some of the the ups and the downs of our own individual careers or aspiring careers. 
So I was thinking to put a twist on it. You know, I would, you're a blogger, mm-hmm. you are a content creator. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people see things on Instagram and think, oh, this is so easy. And, oh my God, everyone else is doing it. I can do it too, type of thing. Right. Mm. Um, and I even remember reading one of Asiami's um, interviews from like two years ago. And she was given the tea about the realities of what it means to be an influencer, a blogger, a content creator. So I think a lot of people would appreciate like an inside scoop on what, you know, what it really takes to like be one and be good at it, you know? And then when you're done talking, I'll give my little two scoops on what it means to be an entrepreneur, an up and coming entrepreneur, because this shit ain't glamorous either. (laughs) So, um, I think it's good to offer some perspective on that. Cause I think that, cause when I was reading Asiyami's, uh, um, interview, it was just, it was interesting because even I, before I became knowledgeable about what it really takes, I was under the impression like, oh my God, they're just out here like taking pictures and being cute and you know, whatever, that's easy shit, but it's really not. Um, so, you know, I would, you know, give some experience, some insight on what you, as you know, you're building up your profile as a blogger and content creator what are some things that or misconceptions people have about about that um so oof, misconceptions that's a lot so for me i'm still you know starting out if you don't know follow me on instagram at life on a banjo <laughs> plug <laughs> um so i think one of the biggest misconceptions like he said was like is that people think it's very easy um, that people think, oh, you know, you just stand, you look cute, you buy a lot of clothes, you wear clothes, you go places and you look cute and you take pictures. It's really not. Not <laughs> even a little bit. I wish it was. I really wish that's what it was, but not even a little bit because um, as time is going on, as time is passing by, the influencer marketing, it's an $18 billion industry right now. So right. if you're going to come into it, you got to come correct. And you got to know exactly what your what you, who your audience is, who you're targeting, which can always change every single time because you're always like one key in the pod, and like your voice needs to be different. You need to be your true self. And a lot of the times, I think the biggest thing for influencers when we when you get into or bloggers, any kind of like creative that's using social media um, heavily, is that it just the biggest thing is that we get you get in it and you want to do what other people are doing because you see it work for them and right. that doesn't work <laughs> in this field it does not work at all like certain things will work like you know being consistent you know constantly um engaging with your audience but like if you don't have your actual voice people would rather just listen to someone with like a million followers who exactly. has the voice that they're looking for you know what i mean but like if you're starting out, people want to see that grind. They want to see that grit. And a lot of the times I feel because the way social media is portrayed and because of what social media is, because it's all glam, we tend to not want to show that grit. We don't want to show that the down times, you know, the sad times or, you know, when it's, it's not like, going it's well. It's like as if you show that part of you, it like devalues you in some way. Exactly. It's like true. it devalues the glam of social media, right. which... Which is the case for anything you do in life. It's like when you, you, when you people always like see the glam, but like you got to also show the grit. So that like Tyler Perry, for example, like you said, someone who started from nothing. But the only way we knew he started from nothing was because he talked about it. You know, yeah. otherwise we would have just like thought like, oh, this dude was just an actor. You know, this dude wanted to be a woman. Well, I still wanted to be a woman. Sorry, guys. This, I was thinking about Medea. <laughs> Sorry. 
that was completely wrong. Um, but there's that part to it. And also there's the, um, it's, oh, it's so much work. Because also when you have your nine to five and, you're, and this becomes your five to nine, you got to plan things out like way ahead. People see one photo That's, one day. Yeah. That, that photo took like weeks of planning. That's what and I read. Even, um, um, what's the other blogger that I follow? But she's like, I plan things out. Like I have content lined up, like videos and pictures mm-hmm. lined up so that I can always pull from it. Cause you right. might have a week or a few days where like, you don't feel good or you're sick. Exactly. Or, you have other things going on. And so you have to be prepared to like, even if you have that going on, you can still post stuff, you know, on Instagram or post on your blog or whatever. And I think another difficult part as well is just that, again, this transfers into anything in life. It's that there are times when mentally you are down. You're not there to, you know, be out here giving people positive messages or like be out here being the baddie that people think you are. But you got to, like, strap up and, like, get it done. And <laughs> literally, that's, that's what I'm beginning to understand is what it is. Like, oh, you don't feel like posting today? Well, nobody cares. Because <laughs> at this point, this is your business. So you have content that you have worked for and paid for. Or you have collaborations of people who are actually pay you to do these things. You don't feel like it? Nobody cares. It's a business. It's work. You're not going to love your job every single day. And I think that's a huge part about people who are getting into the field, at least for me, that I'm beginning to learn. I have a great one. Um, one of my friends, she's a great mentor to me. Like I consider her a mentor in this space. And she holds me accountable 100% of the time. Like, oh, you're traveling? Well, what are you going to post while you're traveling? Like, what do you have lined up? And a lot of times for me, it's just like, well, I just want to live my life. Well, are you going to do this seriously as a business or are you just here to just be posting pictures on Instagram? Because you can do either one, just pick your poison, pick your poison. Um, and as in, I guess I understand that if you're coming in as a person of color, there are also a lot of opportunities that honestly, people will try to underpay you. They will try to undermine you, undermine your worth. And again, I don't think this is just for social media. It's pretty much for anything. You got to have a lot of discipline, a lot of grit. Um, I think Sami's like honestly a great person to talk about, but he's not talking right now because Sami has, he has this show. Sami started this show. He does really well. He's a writer. He uses the, he uses the creative space so well, the online space so well. But, you know, once he starts to talk, you know, maybe you can give us a little, and Sami talks no, a little about No, he doesn't need to talk. Oh, Keep moving. Okay. <laughs> I guess I, I learned a lot from Sami too because his resilience and his ability to communicate and engage with your, with his audience online, that's a very difficult thing to do. And somebody does it so well. Like the Rancho fam, they stand hard. Like they're like a couple of steps beneath, beyond, beneath the beehive. Y'all go hard and we appreciate y'all. We see y'all. And I think, you know, Sami, I'm going to let somebody talk on this one. I'm, I'm going to let him holler here. Sami, what it do? Come on! Wow, he's not talking. Say anyway. Once I'm going to talk, he can okay, talk about so, like a male perspective of it. So, I mean, that's very good. You shared your. Perspective. I like to make my point. The only way what? I am talking on this episode is if I get a full apology from Mobia, and she must say what anyway. I did to her that made anyway. her try to come and say that I'm a wicked person. If she does not tell me on this show today, 
I ah, but we can do. Oh, I can be me. Oh, father, I will just be watching you people on this thing right here. I will say, Chip. so whenever you are ready, whenever you are ready, just uh-huh. okay. So, Lalu, thank you so much for sharing that perspective. Um, and then one other thing I wanted to add is, um, one thing that Asiyami said, which also kind of transfers over to like being, because it's all entrepreneurship, honestly, it just has different faces on it. Mm-hmm. Is that like sometimes you don't know when your next paycheck is going to come? Like, Asiyami was, she's like, I have to like, someone pay me $5,000. I have to stretch that 5000 for like three months or like right. four months. And sometimes I couldn't go out because I couldn't afford stuff. But, anyways, just kind of shifting over to like, um, so on t- blogging and content creation is a form of entrepreneurship. And um, creative, uh, you know, creative endeavors and stuff like that. And then on my side is more like the business, um, to consumer retail world. Um, and then recently like events and, um, pop-up shops. Um, it's kind of the same thing. People, uh, glamorize when you see people posting on Instagram, they have like their, their clothing or whatever they're selling, their bags. And, oh my God, they have all this great stuff. And, mm. you know, people are only going to sh- Instagram. That's what Instagram is for, you know, in a way is like to showcase the best parts of you to be attractive, to sell something, whether it's you yourself or an actual product. Um, but a lot of the times you don't see things behind the scenes. Um, right. And the, the hours that you stay up, like trying to figure shit out or like you stressing over because you're like, I don't know how I'm gonna make this possible. So like for me, for example, anyone who's in the retail business knows that and who's not in like the door shipping, drop shipping business, which means that you don't carry your own inventory, you just kind of serve as a middleman. Anyone who carries their own inventory and actually like, you know, controls every aspect of their business knows how difficult it is. Like when I tell you it is stressful, it is stressful, very stressful. And there's a lot that goes into it. There's, it's very um, money intensive. You have to put up a lot of money up front to store inventory, to buy inventory, or to make it if you're actually making it yourself. And then kind of, you know, how Lalu does, you have to create content. So you have to take pictures of your products. You have to present it in an appealing way. You have to plan ahead. And if you don't have a lot of resources, meaning you don't have a lot of money in the bank to pay everybody to do everything for you, you end up doing it yourself. So I take pictures by myself all the time. Um, I've had my little brother who's literally a a sophomore in college, but at the time when he was taking pictures for me, he was a freshman in college. And he's not a professional in photography, but I coached him. I was like, okay, take it like this, make sure the lighting's like this, and he take pictures for me. Or, you know, things like that, or just having to spend money on inventory. Or, you know, one thing I think people think is that as soon as you start a business, it's like the money's rolling in. They're like, oh, she has money, wow, she's living, like, no. You have to, first of all, it takes a while to actually um, break even, to like, okay, I've made up the money I've lost. Um, it takes a while to be to sustain a profit margin. And let's say like, okay, I want to make $5,000 a month. Like you have to actually sustain that and to be able to live off of that takes a long time. You know, there's even a lot of some tech businesses out there who will tell you like it took them years before they even became profitable. You know what I mean? And so 
that's the thing people should know is like the money is not coming is not coming straight to your bank account. You have to reinvest it into your business. You have to do different things. And so it's it's pretty much long story short, it's not for the weak hearted. You have to have tough skin and you have to really believe in what it is you're doing. Um, because on those days when you're like, bruh, I'm about to go crazy, then you'll be like, okay, but why am I doing this? You know, like what is the end goal? Or like, well, how do I see myself growing in the next five years or whatever? Just think about like that. And that's what really keeps you pushing. Um, but as far as the glamorous side of it, it's not glamorous. It can get to a point where it's glamorous for sure. Once you like your business is kind of running like a well-oiled machine, you know, you can kind of relax a little bit. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm enjoying the fruits of my labor. I see this. Okay, cool, cool. But again, it takes a lot of work to get there. Um, and so I guess I, I would just advise anyone who's looking to be an entrepreneur, whether it's in, you know, you want to become an influencer or you want to become um, a retail mogul or you want to whatever, you know, you want to do hair, you want to sell hair, you want to make wigs. Like it's all business at the end of the day. And you have to be strong. Like you have to have that grit, like, like Lalu was saying, and you have to keep pushing um, because it's not cute for real. It's not cute, <laughs> but it can definitely but, get but, to a point where it is cute and where you enjoy it. Um, and the, and oh, one thing is a lot of time it's, it doesn't feel like work because, or it's work that you don't mind doing. So like, imagine like being in like a nine to five job that, Maybe you don't love so much and you're like, bruh, everything seems excruciating. Like every minute goes by so painstakingly slow. You're like, oh, what can I leave? Whereas when you're working towards like a passion project or you're working for yourself and you really love what you do, yeah, the work is a lot, but you don't really feel like, you don't feel exhausted mentally, like you're draining yourself because you're actually pouring into something that you love. Um, so I guess that's really like the great side of it is you're doing something that is feeding your spirit, you know? And so it's, it's worth all the, the heartache and the, the countless hours and all that energy you're putting into it. Speaking of someone who's like getting what he put in the grind for it. Can we like one second talk about Safari though? Who's like having a baby? I Wait, think about Safari. He's having a baby? Yes, yes, he is having a baby with Erica Mena. And I was just like, what? Oh. Safari really put in the work for this moment. Well, he, I mean, he put in work literally and figuratively. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, I was just like, yo, remember like when people used to be like, oh, Safari's not gonna be anything because he broke, because him and Nicki Minaj broke up and all of that. And I was like, this man has really done really well for himself. Not that a baby is like the height of success, but like, I was like, you know what, Safari? Yes, <laughs> this man came, this is also another person who came from nothing to something. Like, I'm like, this man is having a full on baby. Like, and with like a woman that he's been with forever. Like that is considering, you know, with Safari being working, that's huge. And I'm just like, so congratulations to Safari. I'm, I'm really happy. It looks very cute. And like, I'm I just, mean, like, I'm, oh. I don't really follow Safari's, you know, I don't really follow him like that. But <laughs> um, congrats to him, though. I didn't know him and Eric Amina were a thing. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, I, it's not like I follow them heavily, but like, 
I my favorite GIF in this world. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Where like Safar, like there's like a brawl going on outside, and Safar is just like with a lettuce, like a head of lettuce, and he's just like watching. That's just the funniest thing ever. And I was like, come oh, on. Oh, I know that. I know. What you know the joke talking about. If y'all know the GIF, you guys know what I'm talking about. Like I was like, wow, 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 wow. You know, this is this is nice. This is really nice to just. To say growth, you know what that's called? <laughs> growth. Like, I was like, uh-huh. yes. But another person, well, I'm also just like, sir, what are we what are we doing right now? I have two questions for two men in the yeah. industry right now. Number one, I know we said we weren't gonna talk about this, but when is Kanye's album coming out? Because I actually want to be able to judge this album for myself. He said it was gonna come out on Sunday. I did not see that album. My second question is for Judenna. Listen, I'm not worried about Kanye, so I'll say that. I don't care when his album is coming out. (laughs) Uh, I don't care. I mean, when it drops, if someone is like, oh, if I hear a song, by the way, I'll be like, okay, cool, I'll listen to it. But, like, I'm not checking for Kanye. Um, The only reason... We're going to come back to Jadana real quick. No, we need to talk about Jadana. We need to talk about Jadana, because that's my boo. That's Bay. First of all, when did Jadana, like, low up. I mean, he's always been cute. But, like, when he first came out, he was real, like, skinny and, like, you know, all of a sudden he got muscles and he got he tattoos. Got off. He got tattoos. I was like, he got cornrows. He learned he how got- to dance. He learned I'm how like- to dress. I said, I'm wow. Like, what's going on, Jadena? I said, <laughs> oh, okay. This is what we're doing right now. You know, I feel like Jadena, he went from being, oh, y'all gonna flame me for this. Jadena went from being, you know, like the, the kid who goes to a predominantly white institution, or actually, let me, let me track that back. The kid who like goes to a predominantly white boarding high school, and then from there goes to an HBCU. Like, that <laughs> right. transition is what happened to Jadena. He went from classic man and wearing like tuxedos and a hat to like and Kara all swagged out and everything. I said, oh. The thing okay. is, you know what Jadena did? He embraced his not Ibu, you know, his fine oh, Ibu. Because wow. listen, in general, oh, wow. Ibu boys are very fine. Oh, but compared please. to Ibu boys. Oh God, please. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. There's a reason they're called Yoruba demons. You don't hear Ibu demons. Okay, you hear hold Yoruba on. Demons? Pause. First. First of all, your bad boys not about demons because of their looks. Okay, it is ah, because that's of their... literally what it is. No, it's, it's not. Your bad men are so called your bad demons. They would trap you and ruin your life. That's oh, why they. Okay, call but that's not different. because of the looks, though. Your bad demons are trap you. Because they have like they have this essence to them. I don't know how to describe it. I guess I would that say a swag is a proper word. Your women have the swag to them, like this. It's something else, but trust me, when you compare Ibo boys to your bad boys, ah, Ibo boys are fine. They are so fine. Like, listen, listen. If anyone disagrees, in fact, Twitter fam, I need y'all to tweet us. Let us know. Do you think the the Ibo boys are fine or the Yoruba boys are fine? I think. And you don't even have to be Nigerian to vote on this. Just if you've met Ibo, you just have to have knowledge of of what they look like. And that's it. But uh, but yeah, anyway, Jadena, that's what he has embraced. He has embraced, you know, all his his roots and um, you know, he's like, the okay, roots. I'm I'm a, the roots. And the I feel like he's, he's much more like 
proud about it and he's much more um I don't know the word I'm looking for but it's, it's become him now you know it's very becoming of him so that's Chidenam so well. but anyway okay. back to okay. what were you saying about Kanye West Oh, I was going to say the only reason I care about that. Care is a very big word. Care is a little too deep. The only reason I was talking about the album was there's been a lot of, I just wanted to know, like some of you were talking about this on the last show, when we had the last show. I just want to know, is this for real? Or like, what is actually going on? But we're going to save that for when the album comes out. On another note of people getting canceled, did you see that Amanda Seals did not get into the party? So like what, part couple, you, what part are you talking about? So Issa Rae's producer had a party sometime over the weekend and did not let her in. I what? Thought, oh, wow. That's oh, wow. foul. Did they oh, say wow. why? No. But then people are also like, yo, if you didn't get... See, this is the problem with people. You know what? Today's day I will talk about this. Today is the day. Today is the day. Also, let me know. This is the problem. Y'all know one person in a party, and the person is not the host of the party. Why are you coming? I'm very confused. It's like, <laughs> people be like, well, my boy, this person is in there. My boy, this little is in there. Well, is your boy, is he the one buying the drinks for the party? Is he the one hosting the party? Uh, no? Oh. Why do you think it's okay for you to be Wait, here was, was Issa Rae there? So we don't know. We don't was Yvonne Orji there. there? Was anyone from Insecure cast there besides him? Listen, everybody on the Insecure cast is silent about this party. No one is saying That's anything. Mess. No okay, one is saying anything. Thing. I feel like if like Issa was there, if Yvonne was there, if anyone else from the Insecure cast was there, and they like knew... like. She was trying to get it, and they just like kept quiet. I think that's kind of foul. Unless, but how is that foul though? Unless her and the producer have like. But my thing is though, like, unless the producer has some like beef with her, like they have personal beef. I don't see why you wouldn't let her in. Like you know her, you work with her constantly. Like it's like this is a stranger coming to crash your party. So like, just but let her not, in. She's still not invited. My thing is this: if you're not invited, why are you here? Maybe she thought she was invited. Did she come with someone? Was she a plus I one? Think, no, she was not. This girl showed up by her own self. Tell you, oh, I was like, and this is my thing with people. People always do this stuff. People always do this. You're not invited. If you're not invited, I mean, the I only one that. way you're getting in. You better roll with a crew of like VVVIP people where it's just like, oh, well, it's going to be awkward to say no to just you, you know, kind of thing. Don't roll up by yourself without an invitation. Like, well, I mean, if she wasn't invited, then... But then it, it asks questions like, why wasn't she invited? I don't know. Oh, it just sounds oh. like there's some personal beef going on in there, so it is what it is. But that's so embarrassing, like, showing up to a party and, like, um, sorry, you can't get in. Like, what? I'd be like, listen, let me look at Someone's gonna see this makeup. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to the club next door or something next door because someone's gonna see this makeup and it is not just you guys. It's it's actually wild. Hey. It's it's wild. But I'm just like, wow, 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 that, wow. That is that part. very wild. Very I don't know. <laughs> I was like, wow. Um, but let me see what okay, I'm gonna see if people have tweeted us. You know, I wish people would call in 
we need to make we need to actually um i wish more people would call in or we need to make it so that we are encouraging more calls in because i would love to speak with like people uh-huh. live and that's nice but we need to also give them a time limit because it could go it oh, could yeah, go either that's... or it could go either <laughs> or you know, we definitely need you know. we definitely need a time limit um <laughs> but you know what i'm it saying for example, like if people wanted to call in and give their opinions about how fine Uba boys are compared to your bad boys, you know, that would be cool. But <laughs> that's not happening right now. Um, <laughs> oh, but I was going to anyway, ask you this because Sammy and I were actually talking about this the other day. Well, by talking, as far as talking between Sammy and I go, it's like five seconds long. <laughs> <laughs> would you a coffee date? for a first date is that acceptable listen people always ask these date questions and i feel like it's very important because people are very confused out here like there's no writer i mean it's all based on your preference like that's really what it is based on yourself and so honestly i think the best dates are the dates where um you have engaging conversation it's in a nice environment you know and you two are enjoying yourself. So I, I mean, that's that. Those are really the ingredients for a nice date: is a nice environment, engaging conversation, and just genuine good vibes. So if you want to do that in a coffee shop, like, hey, let's go meet about this coffee. And coffee shops usually have dope vibes. Like, at least right? the ones I do. like, they have nice vibes. Like, it's cool. You can go in a little corner. I would not mind that whatsoever because I like at the end of the day, I want to get to know you. I don't care about you know, all the extra fluff. I want to like vibe with you and see what you're about. And the reason why I emphasize nice environments is because some people be like, oh, well, you know, we could have a good conversation, you know, at the corner store. Like, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Like, do not take someone to some like super busy and busted, whatever. That's not a nice environment. Like take them somewhere. Like, take them somewhere that's, like, cool. Like, it doesn't have to be some super high-class place, but don't take them to some hole in the wall where the smoke's blowing all over the place, the music is super loud, you can't hear nobody talking, there's freaking cockroaches <laughs> on the floor. Like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Girl, I've heard stories, okay? I've heard stories. But, and definitely don't take them to your place. Ain't no that Netflix part. and chili, okay, on the Date. There's no Netflix and chilling on a first Netflix date. Netflix and chill is not even a date. Netflix and chill is what you do with someone that you are now like y'all are comfortable, comfortable around each other. Exactly. I understand when Netflix and chill became a date. This no, it's not. It's really not. Netflix, like, Netflix and chill is what you do with like your actual like boyfriend or girlfriend, or it's what you do when you just want to have a booty call. Like that's it. Like that's what you do. That's what yeah. Netflix and chill is for. But you know what though. Why would you even do a booty call for Netflix and chill? You already know what, what you guys are here for. She knows what But sometimes people like, like, like ease into it. You know, they want to like, Play okay. Play some music. Like, there is time that's being wasted. Y'all are watching a whole hour show. For what? For what? They don't actually get, get the through the whole show, though. Oh, wow. <laughs> you sound very experienced right now. <laughs> Listen, I have had my hit it and quit it, okay? I will oh. let it be known. Where it's like, yo, we... You're not my boo. I'm not your boo. We don't intend on being together. But guess what? I enjoy your sexual um, um, expertise. Uh, 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 <laughs> you stuttered over there. So why did you quit it then? 
Because it's that's what it's supposed to be. Like, hit it and quit it. Like, because if you drag it on, it just becomes a problem. Like, no, we don't need to, like, be talking about feelings. You know, we don't need to be spending all the time together in the world. Just quick, 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 quick action. And then after that, you know, you move on, you know? Because some, listen, a lot of guys are not serious out in these streets. They're not serious at all. And so... But then, what you mean serious? Because it sounds like a hit it and quit it. Why would they need to be serious? If you're good, but, that, but that's what I'm saying, though, is, like, you have to put people in categories. Like, don't even let anything overlap. Like, okay, you have decided this person is just hit it and quit it. Great. Don't start doing hit it and quit it and every, and something else. Like, keep it as the hit and quits. And then you have someone like, okay, this one I actually, like, you know, let me actually invest some time in getting to know them, you know? That's what I mean. It's like, don't start, like, you know, blurring the lines where you're confused and you're catching feelings for someone that has no business being, that that you have no business being emotional around and catching feelings Mm. for. You know what I mean? Because then that's how you start, you get caught up and then your feelings get hurt. And you're like, oh, I should have known. Yeah, you should have known. You should have known. So, um, wait, but question, though. do you think that's something that people can always control? Like, I don't know. People always say, like, oh, well, you can't control that. You can't get really control that. So, the minute, so, do you think people should quit it the second they, like, if you are with, if you're with somebody, right, and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, this is a hit and quit a moment, like, this this is a Buddha call, this is just what it says. Mm-hmm. Is, do you think you should quit it when you start catching feelings or he should quit it when he starts, whoever starts catching feelings first has to quit it. Is that like how it goes? Well, I think the thing is like, if if you guys have established, okay, we're both like just doing this for fun. Right. But for some reason, someone starts catching feelings. I think for some reason, I'm tired. For some some reason, because you start blurring the lines or maybe the D is too good or the P is just amazing or whatever. You start feeling confused. And you really feel like, oh, I really The D's like- and P's. <laughs> and, like, maybe you, you've had too much pillow talks and now you start liking the person, whatever. I think it's okay to make it be known if you if you feel so strongly about it. Again, if you feel so strongly about it, really like, oh, my God, I can't move past this. Let the person know. Because you never know. Maybe they, too, their feelings are evolving into something else. And then you guys can then be like, okay. We no longer want to be just hit it and quit it. We want to be something more. But if you're just heavily lusting, just Heavy keep it moving. Lusting. Just I'm keep sorry. it moving because it's not going to end well. Just control yourself. Like, okay, I need to get out of the situation and just get out. You know what I mean? And keep it moving. Mm. Have you been in that situation? Have you been in that situation? What situation? Where you're like, <laughs> you start, I mean, many situations where you start catching feelings for just a hit it and quit it i don't catch feelings i catch flats baby girl come on oh my bad don't play (laughs) (laughs) now honestly for me it's like have i been in a situation where i caught feelings i yeah no i don't know that sounds so bad but like for me it's like the second Honestly, catching feelings is kind of scary for me as well. So, like, feelings that come, and I'm like, ah, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> no, 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 sorry to this man. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I've been, but I have been in situations where 
it wasn't even it wasn't even a put a call or anything. We we're just like friends, and like it was established that we were friends. And somebody started catch he started catching females, and I was just like, yeah, um, no. But it was also like one of those like annoying ones where like it wasn't said. Like he would just mm-hmm. do things that you're just like. Yeah, this is no longer like a friendship kind of thing. Like it was nice when you were doing it before, and it was like, but then you know, they start adding the little ice, you know, the little extra sauce on top. The right. hug starts getting a little too long, you know. The goodbye start, you know, stretching a little too much. You know, it's like they start texting you at like four a.m. You're like, mm, um, uh, sir, I don't. No. <laughs> so, you know, once that happened, I literally, for me, I'm very, communication is very big to me. So I literally just like called him up and I was like, yo, what, what's good? And, you know, it was like weird because like the introduction to the parents were happening. I was like, what is going on right now? And then I talked to him and then he was just like, yeah, um, can't be friends. You know, I'd like to, you know, take this step forward. And I said, well, you better take that step backwards. You better hit that R <laughs> because it's not going to the D. Nope. <laughs> And he just, it, it got awkward and we just, I lost a friend and that's okay. But see, that's exactly why I don't like to like blur lines too quickly. Cause then you end up losing like a relationship that could, cause like, so how do I describe this? I've had situations before where I, um, I have been, you know, physically involved with someone and like, we're still friends till Let's today. Get like, physical. We're still physical. friends till today. Like I have two two scenarios like that where it's like we actually know how many scenarios just one actually just one um where like we are like a physical and whatnot and but we're so cool like it's not like after we stop doing that it's like oh I'm awkward I don't know what to say that like we're cool but I sometimes I worry like with friends it's like once you cross that line it just becomes awkward or one person can't really bear to like you know remain friends and then it just like dissolves into nothing and i'm like you know what we didn't have to go down this road you know what i mean we didn't have to do this like <laughs> like and so it's i try to tread lightly i'm like listen like i need to really think long and hard and deep about this before we try anything because if especially if i know the person and i know they have a lot of ego and they have a lot of pride i already know like if we cross this line we're not going back because your ego will be hurt and you're probably, if I tell you that, no, I'm not feeling you like that, you're going to be like, you're going to feel some type of way. And then, you know, there goes our, you know, great relationship because you're going to start acting weird and whatnot. So I just, I just, you know, it's one of those difficult things that you have to just assess situation by situation yeah. and see. All I'm saying is this, there are apps and there are people out there who will gladly just be a booty call. And y'all need to find those people and leave your friends alone. Oh, <laughs> oh but then there's one thing that I was going to ask while you were talking about this, about the hit it and quit it thing. Since it's cuffing season. So, okay, I really wanted to ask some of this question. Okay. Since it's cuffing season, <laughs> I am now new and privy to the information mm. that some people were telling me the other day. Why is Sami sign like this? Like, he's an old man. Just talk. Talk. You know you want to get in on this conversation. Why you are you trying to convince to me to talk when you can be convincing Wobia to apologize to me? And <laughs> y'all need to, y'all need to you're, not do, you're not doing the needful. Yeah, fine. you're trying to get me to talk. Both of y'all need to dance. Now, just say what you were going to say. The people, the people like, know I'm here. 
the people that love me will hear this episode and know that I never deserted them. But, you know, people want to come and come from my head without justifiable reasons. I'm, I'm flabberwhelmed. And, you know, these same people, you know, what? Me? I'm here. Ooh, okay, okay. Um, you know, I, I, I take care of my own. I, I try to, to give love and support and care and concern. And people just want to redo call me. <sighs> Lord. If you are just listening to the show, Sami and Wobia got beef. So there's no, 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 no. Wobia got beef with me. And oh. she still hasn't opened her mouth, her tutu poyoyo mouth, to tell <laughs> all of you listening what I did to her. But I guarantee you, ladies and gentlemen, I guarantee you, this is a classic Nigerian woman starting shit when there's nothing to be started because I didn't do anything to her. But again, I will leave it for you all to be the judge. Jehovah will fight for me. What question were you going to ask? I feel like the only child in an unhappy marriage. Laulu, why can't you just ask her to open her mouth and tell you what I did to her? I already asked that. She said you didn't do nothing. So now you're just beginning to stay silent. She didn't say that. She did not say that. Yes, she did. Okay, so if she said that, are you confident she said that? So I'm confident. Run back the track. So are you listening to me? I'm listening. I wish you your name all. Tell me. You know, Will I'm, you be my lover? Yes. No. Yes. No. And yes. we miss your beautiful voice. You know, even though, okay. even though me and Lalu have been having very great discussion. We have. We miss your voice. And I want you to come back. Aww. I don't know what the fuck that is, but that's not what I asked for. Me, I asked for an apology. You can miss my voice oh, no. all you want. That's that's your own problem. As of right now, as of this particular moment, we have probably we have probably done or are nearing like two hundred episodes. So basically, on average, each episode is like two hours and thirty minutes long. So technically. People have been hearing my voice for 1,400 hours from time. They can go <sighs> another half hour, you know, of not hearing me. But if they want to hear me, and the funny thing is, I've been asking some very juicy, I have some very juicy discussion topic, but people don't want to do the right thing. They don't want to do the right thing for the people. Because... If the people that offended me really cared about the people that listened to this, they would have apologized. But no, they don't care about you guys, ladies and gentlemen. So, so what are you saying? We haven't been having juicy conversation. I I shit. I didn't say that. What? What's all that? I did not say that. All I do know is y'all don't know the real reason why Amanda Seals got kicked out, but I do. And 
I would have told y'all if you just asked me the fucking question and we'll be ahead apologize. Okay, Tommy, listen. It's enough talking. Please, thank you. I apologize, Tommy. And I love Listen, I I told you I told I I beg, it's okay. 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 Tommy, I'm sorry. I want you to come back. You see, are you people watching how she's reducing that voice? This is how women, this is how Igbo women specifically manipulate Yoruba men. That's why they be saying, oh, Igbo women and Yoruba men are made for each other. Uh, it's because they okay. use that voice to uh, trap them. Now. Uh-uh. No, I've just, I've, I've, I've te- tentatively accepted the apology. Um. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, what's happening? Um. Ladies that didn't get ladies that didn't get that didn't hear my voice for the last fifty six minutes. I apologize. Sorry, you had to go through that. <laughs> a whole um, six minutes. You know, but oh, wait, go through what you trying to say. What you really trying to say? Um, Amanda Seals got kicked out because she's beefing Issa's publicist, and we got that part. she's also extremely disrespectful on Twitter. Um, oh, she's seriously she passively aggressive and she plays, the Just watch. she's, she's going to get written off the show. That's what's going to happen. Um, so oh. they, based off her contract, they might let her act out this year, but if the insecure is getting renewed, she's going to get written off. Um, so prepare for that if you're a fan Wait, of her on the show say, which, what's she say? What's i don't she give a fuck what what's the name of that dude Dro- the guys what's his name the guy's character that was joe um yeah them two when when at it when he when it came out that he was like he got he like had some got someone pregnant like a little over a year ago um but he was like messing with somebody else on the show um, like his character. Wait, wait, this is juicy. <laughs> Who was he messing with? Like, the show? she wasn't like. I don't think she was a. She's an actor. She was like one of those production assistants or some shit like that. Um, hey, the one that brings the coffee and the donuts. But oh, wow. yeah, I mean, he was filling up her Quite donuts. Joyful. So <laughs> yeah. So anyways, he, the the two of them went on went at it basically, and he like called her disrespectful. Be whatever. Dang. Um, so and, wait, is Joe coming back to the show? I mean, he's affiliated with the show. I'm pretty sure they can bring him back if they wanted to. But Yvonne's character has also moved on from that, so I don't think that's a possibility. But you never know. It could be one walking down, you know, the safe way and wait. What did you mean, Yvonne's character? Yvonne's character is no longer on Instagram. No, it's no longer involved with on, Joe. On like from that oh, storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, that's true. But you know, and it's so funny now what insecure is today because when I remember watching it and it was Issa kind of like still with that awkward girl, yeah, vibe, Fake. and that was just like I don't know, that it's not fun for awkward. me anymore, but anyways, oh, but whatever. Was so <laughs> um, like that was like that was one of the reasons why I was a fan, but now I'm like, eh, whatever. Um, I actually didn't watch the last season 
all the way. <laughs> That's how bad it, it was. Um, I watched it last season all the way. Yeah. You thought it was that bad? And the season before that, I didn't watch it while it was running. I like watched it when I got bored and I needed something to watch. Um, you just don't like this show. No, yeah, I, mean, I, don't things, I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. Like the, before, I used to watch Game of Thrones, Insecure, and Ballers. That was like the lineup on a Sunday, and they just—I don't know—they they lost the juice a little bit. But or maybe the show just got serious. Like sometimes, like when you start people off with something like, "Oh, it's funny," and then you're like, "Oh no, 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 no. let's get deep and like talk about." real shit they're like mm, i don't know i want that um i also just don't like shows that like belabor relationship drama like oh this person's hooking up with this person and this person is there like it gives me grace anatomy vibes with just black people and i don't need that so anyways let's see what they do this year um and wait they're not coming back this year they come back next year yeah, they're not coming back this year. Yeah. Um, Ray literally said, I don't have time for this show. I mean, well, you're big, you're big, whatever that is. Let's, a, let's, see, if she, let's see if she's able she to keep huge. the numbers. Huh? Because Issa's like giving us Rihanna vibes. She's like, I ain't got literally. time for this show. Rihanna's like, I ain't got time to give you all this little music y'all want. Okay, so. Rihanna actually see, spoke no, about that's the different. That's different, like, though, because Issa is still acting. In stuff and producing right. and writing for stuff, Rihanna is just like I'm not even going to feature on anybody's song. Like, just leave me. Since DJ Khaled, how many songs have you have you heard her on? Like, look, Rihanna's living her best life as the Avon lady and as the lingerie the Avon lady. lady. I'm dead. You said uh, the Avon lady. That's disrespectful. <laughs> I know you did oh, not. God. You did not just disrespect women like that. I'm joking. Oh, God. Listen, I know. you didn't even I say Mary did. Kay. I you did. said Avon. <laughs> wow. But anyway, I mean, Rihanna's busy doing her business thing. Plus, she's in love. You know, she's like trying to be with her man and whatnot. So that man got that man got. Oh, two speaking wives. of which, I have a question for you. Oh, what? <laughs> you guys, wait, aren't wait. you guys weird? Like, aren't you always weird? So. I think it's bad that men judge women. Don't forget your question, my dear Lalo. I think it's bad that men oh. judge women that are... You said you were going to ask a question. You said, I have a question. I was going to ask a question, but now I can't remember. Mm. Oh, I had, I have. I remember my question. I remember my question. Yeah, just ask I need to eat more. I don't like, forget the game. No, no, no. It's okay. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to write it down. Say what you were going to say. Um, I think it's bad when men say, oh, that woman is like old or something and like try to like stick like basically with perpetuating ageism when it comes to like relationships but i get i feel like women should be more worried of like 36 37 year old single men like what have you been doing with your life sir because the world has skewed your way all your life you have privilege you can be all ugly and people still want to procreate with you and you're over here, you're 38 and unmarried, you know, never really been in a seriously engaged relationship. Yeah, you got money, but like, you kind of sound problematic, bro. Like, I don't know. But maybe you just me. didn't want someone. 
And that's scary. That's not scary to you? Why is that scary? Okay, so... Being single is nice. You, had, you know, most people start dating... I mean, being single is nice for, like, a certain amount of time. Then it gets boring, in my opinion. Then you no, get... Not to, not to then you get scary. Nice. Like... How, <laughs> scary to you? That's your problem. Wait, imagine if you're like talking to someone's mom and the person's 37 and he's like, ah, oh, he has never ever brought a girl. But that go and ask, check his phone and look at his boys because he has been meeting his now, boys. If he's never, it's not his girls. I, I mean, if he's 37 and has never been in a relationship, that's I mean, kind of weird. You could question that for sure, but right. But if you meet a 37 year old person that's single, I don't think that's like. But why? Then you have like, to go into like, why are they single? Because Wait, what if the other part, the other parts are no. So here's the thing, right? And this goes into my argument that about like not believing in like soulmates and whatnot, right? I feel like most people, ninety-five percent of people, pick someone out of the people that they know or they interact with on a daily basis, and find mm-hmm. people to be with. For someone like Rihanna's man, for example, and don't get me wrong, I'm not like knocking him specifically, but for someone like her man, he has money, he has influence, he has has affluence, he has access to women all over the world. Like, I'm talking like um, different levels of women, and um, you know, all of that, and you still. Are single? That's very possible. I'm. I'm not. We know you. Like, we know you. Yeah. 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 We know how you are. But. <laughs> but. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's like it's a little. It's a little it's sketchy. Because okay. So now let me ask you this: Your sister is yeah. about to marry a guy that's never been in a long-term relationship. A I'm saying hypothetically, Joe. Could 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 <laughs> song nonsense. Hypothetically. Yes, this is about to be in a relationship. Or she says she's about to marry someone that's never nobody has ever seen them in a long term relationship. Or they have been single for the last 12, 13 years. And they're cool with different. that. How is that different? Okay, you The point I made earlier people it. in this no, country. No, but you the initial question was meeting someone that's thirty seven years old and single. If you're putting context, you're like, oh, they've never been in a serious relationship, and then like a long. Uh, if you're I, like, oh, I, I could put context to this when I first started years, talking. Then, I yeah, said, that's a red flag. I could put context when I started talking because I literally said there are people who they've been in relationships, they've not been in relationships, or you start looking at their profile and you're like, okay, you have this, this, and this. Like if I met Rihanna right now, and she told me that since she you know broke through what now six no 2005 14 years ago that she's not been in a relationship i'd be like you're weird and something's wrong with you i literally would and she's not even that old she's not even old she's what 31 uh, uh, something like that yeah 32 i would like be like you're old and you're, you're weird and that's scary Why? and i run away for five years for 14 years oh 14 oh yeah. Anyways, that point is believable. But if it's like five years, like I definitely. But then that also begs the question of like not the question, but like that's also like a good point of like. But what if like it's someone who's never been single, if in the last four. Both years? ways, both ends of the spectrum. I'd be afraid of them. Because, okay. Good. Know, as long as we clarified that point. 
what do you feel like you fall in the other uh, no, <laughs> what? ask your question what did you say ask your question oh my question right 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 um so speaking of brianna right do you guys think okay so like imagine like when you meet someone they're like all about it you know well that was very big they're all about like the grind like that's something that actually you know pulled you towards them like they're ambitious not even just ambitious but like they're putting in work into that ambition you know they're just like that person you're just like wow like they're getting it done and when you start dating them you know they kind of have like their fallback moments or whatever but like that grind kind of like it was at like a at a nine before now you're kind of seeing that oh this is becoming to be like at a six do they become would you break up with them over that oh are y'all thinking about it that much i said you you cut out for the last part yeah oh sorry wait what part did you get but i part did you guys hear someone that's all about it and like they're all about the grind right so they're all about the grind and then you start dating them so like when you first met them like the grantee was like it looks like they're like at a nine of the grind right they just they're all about it and then you know certain things happen or even if certain things don't happen well even if they don't communicate those things that happen like you don't know what's going on but like the grind comes up like at a 5.5 would you break up with them over that? And would you tell them that's why you're breaking up with them? If you will. So no. Are you kind of like giving like the scenario bit of what happened in Insecure and her and her boo? Like, oh, he was he was unemployed for a little bit and she wasn't feeling that low key. That's actually a very good comparison. Because I mean, that's essentially what like was the underlying problem was that like she felt like he wasn't doing nothing, and so she, she was he was becoming like a burden, more so. Um, but for me, it depends really, because I like I feel like a lot of questions as to why their grind has lessened and what they're going through, and how can we help them get back on their grind. I don't. There's a lot of uh, that hypothetical question is hard because I feel like there's a lot of moving pieces to it. Right. Um, but I wouldn't just be like, oh my God, you know, you are doing less than you were doing now. I don't like you anymore. I'm leaving you. Like, she I wouldn't, said I don't like you anymore. I wouldn't do that. I'd have to figure out, okay, so, you know, before you were doing this, this, that, you were working on this project. Now you're not doing, like, what's going on? Like, are you feeling some way? Like, is your vibe, is your energy where it needs to be? Like, are you facing obstacles? What's going on? Like, I would try my best to help them because that's mm. what you do in a relationship. Like, you can't right. just be bouncing on people whenever they're going through some hard times. So I would figure that out and try my best to do what I can because I can only help someone so much. Um, and if I see that they're responding positively to the help I'm offering, then cool, we can work it out. But if I feel like they just want to be lazy by choice that and they're not, you know, they're not doing anything to help themselves, then I have to reevaluate whether or not you know I could still be in that situation. The reality is I want to know why, but for a few different reasons um the first is i want to know like what we just said if they're doing it because like it's a chronic like lack of motivation um but also sometimes you know output ebbs and flows in life like 
sometimes mm-hmm. at some stage of your life you're at a, like when you met them they were grinding to set up their business and now they got it up and running and other people are managing and now they're like eh, i'm a seven but like then they were like a 12 um that doesn't mean like they're not like about it it also could no, be like yeah, yeah, for sure. it goes and like but like you also have to ask yourself like what you find attractive about that person i personally right. don't look at the output like that per se i look at what's driving it so the values those things that the person was doing like the value the core value could be hard work and like is manifesting it like as them grinding hard and whatnot when stuff happens are, are they like turning into a slob that just lays in bed every day or are they like oh now nah, i'm just gonna put all my efforts into like being an interior designer like it doesn't mean that like they just and that and by that the output may not be at the same level as that other thing they were working on, but like it could still be at a high efficient whatever level. Um, if that's a thing for you, then make that decision. But I will say though, just a plot twist to all of this: if I was with someone who their output dropped from like ten to like four, and it was like as a result of like depression and stuff like that i might thug it out but like knowing what i have known in being in that situation i'm out like i will get out um and because i because as i get older i'm realizing that suffering is not a labor of love um Mm. so what what do you mean by that i'm not gonna lose myself trying to like because people people in in the world and even when i said i would be out the response you made was people assume that when you say that you're like ditching that person in their time of need. But I also know that society like places you suffering with someone higher than you being happy with someone. So I'm not going to sit there and be on some like, Oh, I just, because I love you, I'm going to sit down and die on the line. No, 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 no. Goodbye. God, God, say therapist, and you know, you'd be okay. Well, I also the, the biggest thing though it also depends on like if this person is like a girlfriend or someone you just like talking to or a wife. Like that could be very like that could play significantly on my response. So there's also that. I mean, okay, um, that's my question. There's a lot of factors that goes into that. I have two questions for you, ladies. First question. Three, you said? Yeah. Two. First question. Oh. How do you make the men that you are with or that you talk to or that you date feel loved, validated, and acknowledged? I don't love anyone. I give them that good brain. That's what I'm kidding. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Wait, Lalu, Lalu, can you say that again? What? Say what, you just said something. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you think you would catch me? Not today. <laughs> <laughs> Jehovah is on my side. <laughs> what, was your, what was your answer? Woo! Nothing important. I didn't say anything. Okay. <laughs> What is up? You, both of you know that I can go back and listen to this thing and hear what you said, right? That's fine. Do so. That's okay. 
That's you're fine. That's why you're best. You that's motherfuckers is weird. Can you answer the question though? Um, but anyways, wait, so how do you make what him was feel the question again? Love? Right? The met okay. There's a guy you like. Let's not even use love. There's a guy you like, right? Without yeah, saying very strong. without saying anything physical. That involves that involves no cooking, no sucking his dick. <laughs> No cleaning his house, none of that shit. How do you make said guy feel validated, seen, and acknowledged? Mm. Validated, seen, and acknowledged. It depends on their love languages. Language is is a um, but English. I <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, it depends on the person. Like, I feel like. If they like validated, I mean, I feel like that's. I mean, I feel like that's pretty straightforward. It's like, listen, like, I like you. You like me. I don't want anyone else. For me, I think verbal com- like communication is probably is number one. Like, saying a lot of things, reinforcing a lot of things. Because um, sometimes people think like, oh, they already know. Like, they are. They should already know this. They should already know that. But that's not the case. So just like say things. If it's if it's in your heart and mind to say it, then just say it. Um, and then just doing nice. I'm the kind of person where like if I really message you, like I like to do things for you. I just said um, you cannot list anything physical. Oh, so you can't do anything for them. Mm-mm. So like you can't be like, oh, I'm about to do this nice gesture for you. Okay, so. How do you make them feel without doing anything for them? Then, I mean, at the end of the day, that's communication. What else is there to it? Like, both verbal and nonverbal communication is how you make them feel seen, loved, validated. That's really it. If we're not talking about acts of service and kindness, then the communication part. Because there's nothing more, like, I've been in situations where it's like, my little boo thing and you know for the moment or whoever i'm talking to like they say certain things to me and i'm just like wow like it touches me you know it touches me very much um, like what like what what has someone said to you that really touched you it's okay we don't need to get into details oh, we don't wow. get into details it's okay, okay. It's just, you it's know okay it's okay <laughs> nobody tickles um, my beard I- like you <laughs> wow. Um, no. <laughs> Are you thinking of someone's particular song? That's no, what he's thinking. No, I just know that that's what Nigerian men say to Igbo women. Since they are, they have hair everywhere. <laughs> what? <laughs> um. Anyways, but yeah, just like verbal and nonverbal communication, and just reinforcing things, and letting people know that they're important and that they matter. Um. Do you think women do a good job of that? I mean, I do. Shit. <laughs> okay, that's what I want to ask you. What was that? I don't do you know think, about y'all. Do you think but... women in general do a good job of that? Especially African women. Uh... And before, before you answer, let me tell you why I asked you that specific question. Most women, African women specifically, when you ask them, let's say a situation ends, a relationship ends, most of the time, the reason why they are scorned, upset, annoyed, frustrated, is because of the things of service that they do for men. Most women, 
display love by physical mm. acts for the person. Like, wow, I gave you my youth, which is technically I was allowing you to be I the sole fucker my of my vagina when I could have allowed other people to do it, whatever. Or I will come, I will cook, I will clean. So, Michael, I want to get to the bottom of... I, but can I be devil's advocate, though? Because uh-huh. I feel like there's a reaction, there's action-reaction for a lot of things. Can we also talk about how these acts of service have been valued in our culture? Um, so that could be a reason why women put emphasis on it. So, Because I always feel like there's a reason for everything. You know what I mean? Um, with the whole bride price and what can your wife do for you type thing, you know? So these things were used, not so much anymore, but were definitely used to measure the value of a woman, you know? Can she cook, you know? Is she beautiful, um, you know? Yeah, I'm with that. I'm like, with that, though. All that but stuff. like, So it's like, I feel like over time, it's, it's become one of those subconscious things where it's like, oh, let me do these acts of service to show how much... I care to show how much of value I have. Like, I feel like all these things are kind of built in. Like, there's subconscious reasons as well as conscious reasons for these things. Oh no, I'm I'm very um, I'm very like I mean I'm in agreement that you know a lot of value was placed on certain things that is forced conditioned conditioned men to expect and conditioned women to feel like they have to give. My question though is. We're all progressing, right? And we're now progressive people. Fact. In many ways. If you take Fact those things truth. away, if you take those things away, to you, both of you, and to everyone else listening to this, how do you think your love or your care or your concern is communicated if you're not physically doing anything? And part of the reason is, a lot of women are sport for choice and don't know what to do when all those things are taken out. You hear things like, oh, I mean, somebody will complain that their boyfriend or whatever orders, you know, has a cook. So she wants to cook fire so she can be the one cooking the food so she can feel important. Or I'm, you know, I, he, he, he does everything that by himself. So and like, or he doesn't want to have sex, so how am I supposed to show that, you know, I care? That's why I asked the question. But I also just want to know. To me, because also, Sammy, you're going to answer this question too, right? No. Okay, well, I'm not answering. Wait, 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 what? I want to answer the question? The question was asked to women. Okay, but yeah, can we flip and then it though and ask for men? Can we flip it though and ask how flip. I'm acting like y'all are not human beings? Like, okay, it goes both you have ways. to ask the so question, so but you, I don't know how you want to ask it though. That's my, that's what I meant. I meant that you I, can't ask me the question the way I asked you the question, unless you're trying to flip the narrative. No, we are asking you the same exact question. Mm-hmm. How do you show the, your woman that she's validated, loved? all the scene without acts of service. So I, without acts of service. Without physical acts. No, without physical, physical acts. Physical acts of service, whatever. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of it is not just the words you say. I think 
I'm very like aware of like tone. I'm very aware of Ooh, how much space I occupy. Somebody has a very serious voice when he wants to. I I know. I I don't. I try like, not to take hey, a lot of space. Girl. I love you. This, you said Sunny, this one will not let me answer the question. Your, let's hear your sexy voice. Um, this one will let me oh, answer uh, the question. I don't know. If I don't I have that. a sexy voice, please. I don't want it. Um, but <laughs> the truth is, I don't take up space. I encourage her growth. That, and that many times means I will not settle for mediocrity. I will challenge you to push the envelope to be better. I'll even get mad at you if that's going to force you to get on your shit. Um, yeah, and then I care about the things she cares about. Like, that's her family, her projects, her hustles, side hustles, multiple hustles. Um, yeah, that's just, you know, one, a few of the different ways. You mentioned acts of service, but I wanted you to clarify if that also meant gift giving because i know you don't you don't change it to love languages but i give a lot of gifts i give a lot of thoughtful gifts um and i give them without being solicited so i spot things they need um things they like things they've mentioned and i will get them to make their oh, like, that's journey so better cute. Mm. Ladies, are you listening? Love one. Are you okay. listening? Vamos, vamos. Would you be my lover? Yes, love. Yes. Anyways, we have yeah, li- we have labeled that question. Single. Okay. Shoot your shot. Huh? <laughs> I'm no. telling the ladies that you're single. They should shoot their. I have. T- I have. T- okay. I have another question. You are on the train, going somewhere. It's a long ride. You're going to be on that train for an hour and 20 minutes. And in that particular carriage, it's like moderately full. And you get in, you know, before most people did. There is a homeless man sleeping on, like, across one of the seats. Every other seat is taken. Like, and the person is, like, deep in sleep. Do you wake the man up to move, or do you stand the whole time? I mean, how long are we gonna be on the train? I if just it's like said an hour minutes, and twenty minutes. <laughs> but if we're on the train for an hour, you better get off, please. I beg. It's not like <laughs> listen. We all need space, okay? I'm gonna have to wake you up. Okay, Lalu, how about you? Um, trains are nasty to begin with, so like I try not to sit down. Yo, Brooklyn subways are disgusting. New they York are subways. nasty, and I'm from New York, so like that's the only experience I have. They're they're nasty. But sometimes you just want to sit down, bro. You be tired. You be tired. Bruh, if you are if you live in New York, if you know that, like when I say nasty, I'm and, like the point is that if you're at that, if you're that tired, where. Like, you're just like, I can't withstand on this train. And, like, you get on the train, and it's just like, I've been in situations before where, like, I've been that exhausted. It was, it was like midnight, 
And I was like, I just want to sit down. I got on the train, and there was like no spot. There was like no spot. The only spot that I that was left to sit, like I wasn't gonna. I'm sorry, but like the person was homeless, like laid out. I wasn't gonna be like, oh, get up, Charlie. I beg. I took my L that day. I got out of the train station. I took an Uber home. I said, it's in the hand of God. <laughs> I was like, I will take this L because it's just one of those things. Like I I grew up in New York. All trains are nasty. Just, like, like I have seen people pee on the seats. I would li- I lived in New York for six months. Whenever I got off the subway, like, uh-uh. I would literally take my clothes off before I touched anything. Literally. And I would get in the shower because it's disgusting. It's I feel so- like that's where that like that whole like inside clothes, inside like no, not inside outside clothes, outside smell thing comes from for me. It's just like once I'm in, everything gotta go. Like it's like it's nasty. So like I would just take my L. Everybody in New York, you always have comfortable shoes. Don't, this is not, like, if you're in a place that's a very, like, heavy, like, for me, I'm just like, he- comfortable shoes are hit, hit for me. Like, I will always have, like, if I'm wearing uncomfortable shoes, best believe I have a pair of slippers in my bag. Like, this is not the time. Don't wake nobody up on the chair because now you're going to be sitting next to somebody who's literally upset that you exist. And People sometimes will literally go the extra mile to make sure that you are miserable. So now y'all are both miserable people on this train. And it's just, it's not good. A miserable train ride is just, it's not what you want in your life. So me, I'll take my L, I'll stand there. When I get home, I'll just soak my feet in some ice. Like, it is what it is. But yeah, I don't I don't wake people up on the train. I'm not doing it. That's just, I don't want nobody cursing me. I don't huh. want nobody like- Just curious. Um, but yeah, interesting. Um, next question. But to answer your question about the whole um showing affection without physical thingy, that's a physical thingy. <laughs> without the physical touch, for me, it's that it's actually the opposite for me. I'm very wary when someone's like extra physical. So like, if like. If your way of showing love or like, oh, I like you, is like, every time you must touch me, I'm like, nah, at this point, it's becoming a booty call. So, like, do you have anything else? So, like, for me, it's like, at that point, it's just like, is this all you can defer to? Like, so for me, what I personally, like, will be said, it's like, I studied their love language and whatever it is. And also, like, will be, um, some said, like, I listen so, like, oh, if they, like, mention, like, oh, you know, there's this book or something da, 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 that I wanted to get, like, I will probably go the extra mile to, like, get that for the person. And, yeah, if all you can literally do for me is just, oh, when you, come, like, come around, want to be holding me and all that, and that's all you do, no. That, to me, that's a good call at that point. And I, I'm not. It's so nice when they do both so, so well. It's that like is, that's true. Perfect. That is quite true. You're just gonna make me fall in love if you just do both. I mean, I mean that's how people fall in love. I think. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Tell me what's that laugh? I th- I feel like somebody's thinking about someone right now. He's in deep thought. Always. Why are you? Always, why are you deep thought. Like. I was thinking. I was thought. thinking about. I was thinking about my next question, but. Hmm. Hmm. All these lies. Do you think what how do you feel? I don't want to say do you think, because that's leading. How do you feel about churches taking offering 
via credit cards. No, no, and more no. Why is that? (laughs) It's too much. Like, bruh, like, okay. I mean, okay, let me say this. I guess if you were going to give your offering regardless and you didn't have cash, I could understand, especially as we're becoming a more cashless society, whatever. I get it. Changing times, you adapt. But I don't know. I just, I I have a whole problem with um, churches in general. So let me not get started. But maybe that's why I said so, like, I, quit, I was like, no, no, no. Um, just because, you know, I just, anyways. But. I mean, if that's how you want to do, like, if you're going to give tithing tithe regardless and, you know, you want to pay with a debit card, um, definitely pay with a debit card. Do not pay tithe with a credit card. I mean, unless you plan on, like, paying it off, like, right after or something. But, like, there's no reason why you should be paying tithe with a with freaking credit card. Um, let it come out your checking account and be done type of thing. But, you know, I guess, I mean, it is what it is. I guess you have to collect money somehow. Okay. Well, what do you think? Um, my thing is this, right? You're the owner of your own credit card. You're the owner of your own debit card. If your one plus one equals two common sense is not telling you that you're going to pay APR on this type that you're given. Besides, let's even break it down. Let's go all the way to what the scripture says. The scripture says 10% of your income. If you do not have the 10% of your income to give, it did not say 10% of your debt. And I just, I, in my opinion, like it's this. Also, the question is kind of interesting because it's like, are you saying that the church is literally going in, like asking you to give by credit card? Because I don't think a church can tell you how to give your money. Like, that's ridiculous. So it's hmm. up to you if you want to be in debt or you want to just have common sense and just if you're going to give tight out of your income and give that out of your income or you want to be in debt. Or there are some people that I also know. Like, there are some people that I know who only tra- do all their transactions on their credit card. And then they pay it all off. And it's for, like, security reasons or whatever. Like, they just, they just do their points. life like that. Just exactly. Like- points or whatever. Like, they, that's how they operate on, in their lives. But if you're saying that a church is literally asking you to use your credit card, so a church is asking you to go in debt. I don't think there's any passage in the I mean, I'm not like OG on the Bible, but I don't think there's any passage in the Bible that's asking you to go in debt. Babe, listen, you'll be surprised. That's why I'm Okay, so let me let me give you the premise of why I asked the question. <laughs> yeah, please. I was I'm watching please. a I was watching a church sermon mm-hmm. uh last week and the pastor said, Oh, you know, Tyson offering if you're online or whatever you want to give they you know it's a church in nigeria and they put up the different banks and whatever and then the pastor says tell your neighbor have you given and if your neighbor says i don't have cash tell them to pull out their credit card and first of all there was like the coercion part the second part for me that was 
more annoying is sometimes people don't have money. Like, for example, right now, the kind of broke that I'm broke as we are recording this episode is unlike any ever. Okay, don't I'm not broke. I'm not broke in Jesus' up. name, but because <laughs> I'm, I've been encouraged to use positive affirmations in the things I say. Um, You're only slightly declined in your bank account. His pa- is pastors' gone. wives, um, <laughs> but no, I'm not joking. Look, look, no shit, no bullshit, right? Let me, let me even funny, funny you people small. No BS. Right? <laughs> no BS. No cap. No cap at all. My checking account right now has sixteen dollars fifty nine cents. But how inside. much is in your savings what's account? That savings what's that savings looking like? What's that though? savings looking like? Eighty three cents. Oh, You're lying. What's You're that other savings account? And even that savings account that has eighty three cents. That eighty three cents is because like. it's because I moved the money from the savings to the checking. You understand? <laughs> you know. That Bank of America transfer between your accounts. You know how that shit go. Um, but that's like the truth. But And I was at church on Sunday and, you know, I didn't even have enough to go to the ATM to pull out the 20 to then, you know. But that's real. Like, And I was like, me, I'm at peace with the fact that when I have, I know how much I give. And how much I put down, and if I don't have, to God be the glory. And but like the biggest thing for me was co- the coercion. But you're forcing people to give, and then they're giving out of what they don't have. Because for a lot of people, some people have like money in their checking, but they just want to use their de- their credit card for points or whatever. But more often than not, when someone is using their credit card, it's because they don't readily have those funds available in that moment. So that was the part that got me thinking of like, if we're making people, if we're supposed to be like the safe place and we're the ones that are making people go into, you know. I think it's just extra, to be honest. Like, I mean, for, for you to even suggest that, like, oh, I don't have cash. And then, okay, so... What about what about your credit card? Oh, I don't want. Okay, what about cash? Like, what about pay? Like, it's just like, what if someone says they don't have cash? Just leave it at that. And so that's the thing that bothers me. It's like, why? I'm sorry. I have a whole rant about. And also, isn't there? And, am I tripping? Oh, but like, isn't there like, like a passage in the Bible that says you have to give will willfully with joy in your heart? If you're giving, and also. Here's the thing. People always say this, but at the end of the day, you can spit your saliva from money till night. If I'm not giving the money, I'm not giving the money. Like, you're not going to force me to get into debt. And I feel like that's where a lot of the problem is. There's the spirituality aspect of it. And people just feel like, oh, if, if this person that I hold in this other world regard is saying it, then I got to do it. But my thing is this. Talk from money till night. At the end of the day, you're not the one who's going to have to pay this this money with interest on top of it. That's me. So we need to always separate, like, that 
I mean, churches are just... They're Instead good churches they and they're bad churches. They should be asking the pastor to pay one or two bills for them, you know? So that's what they should be doing. Like, if I went to Joel Osteen's church, Omar, I will write him a letter and please... I need some bills that need to be... I have some bills that need to be paid. Can you pay them for me? Thank you. Because he has it like that. That is what I can't fathom. Is like You have pastors who literally are rolling around in Bentleys. Right. But you want to be asking someone to be paying with credit card. Shit, it blows my mind. Um, so... Just, just also I have can't. to be able to... I feel like they also have to... A very big thing for me that I that determines if I stay in a church or not is how realistic are you? Like, if you're a church that's always preaching about blessings and, you know, blessings and blessings and blessings, but you're not talking to people about how to spend money or what the right way or what God is, what is in the Bible about spending money, allocating your money, budgeting, which all of this is in the Bible. You're not choosing to say that. And every day it's all about always talking about, oh, give, give, give. But you're not telling people how to retain their blessings. I'm peacing out because it's like we're not on the same page right now, you know, or like you're not telling like it's always different. I feel like every single time people need to always you got to I'm not the most I'm not even I'm not I'm 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 not even like on the level of some people in Christianity, but like or spirituality or anything like that. It just goes with anything in life like. Even mentorship, this daily mentorship, people will tell you to do certain things that you actually in that moment cannot do. Don't let anybody force you to do anything because at the end of the day, this is affecting you. You're the one who's going to have to take the consequence. When that 25% Bank of America APR hits that credit card bill, who's going to pay for it? So, yeah. Actually, I do. I have heard a sermon one time when the pastor asked college students in Nigeria, he was like, oh, he needed like 50 university students to give 500,000 Naira. And I was just like, where are they going to get it? And he was like, oh, it's a seed of faith. I'm like, huh? But anyway, shut I don't know. When they start quoting specific numbers, I'm just like, bruh. Like, I just, I can't. How are you going to tell someone what they should be giving? Like, you need to give this much. Like, what? What are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like, if I have $1, you should be grateful. And for that $1 that I have contributed. Like, I don't know. I just, as you can tell, I have an attitude. Because I don't, (laughs) I just have a bad taste in my mouth about um, this whole topic, to be honest. So, Next. <laughs> um this is not necessarily this is not really a question, but a statement. Um probably also my closing monologue. Um the onus is on you as a man, woman, breathing soul on the planet to make sure that you create a safe space for everyone that you come in contact with. A revolution is at hand and a lot of lives are going to be changed for better or for worse with the emergence of BBC Africa's Sex for Grades um, Mm -hmm. documentary that premiered today. Um, 
if you are someone in your private life that has fallen victim in the hands of you know people in power who have tried to manipulate you coerce you solicit sexual favors or sexual um interactions from you our hearts go out to you um and our thoughts are with you and if you happen to be someone who is actively in a position of power whether that be in a church, in a mosque, at a place of work, at a place of education, at a place of recreation, fix up and do the fuck better. Because one day and one day soon, the microscope will be on you. And I guarantee you, there will be no forgiveness to give. one um go on bbc africa's page um on instagram as well as on instagram to repost um and if you want to watch the full first episode um you can do that on bbc africa's youtube page um i'm glad that i got two of my faves back um and you know we covered a wide spectrum of things today in today's episode but there's still a lot yes, more including me and Lalu's engaging um dialogue it was very nice yeah it was great um you're such a hater Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um i actually meant that genuinely um and it also gave me insight into what the show would be like when I'm not here, so I'll do shit. Um, but it was a pleasure as always. Um, you lot have a great rest of the evening and the week. October, October, October is an important month. Um, Wobia and Pop of Culture, Papa, yes, will be in the I'm Bay coming area. to Berkeley, I'm coming to the Bay. Um, so everyone from the Bay to LA, bring your asses down. Support. LA, dang, um, that's a long. Spend, I mean, people look. You know, people do what they want to do. Um, don't knock that. You can, you you will be that brand, and people will get on the plane. Amen. Say, um, big life. But yeah, come through, come through, come support. I will be there. So if I don't see you, problem just so you know um and to close out today's show um tomorrow is the birthday of my absolute favorite person in the entire fucking world happy birthday to my mom Um, and (laughs) disgusting um but (laughs) You know, she's my favorite person for a lot of reasons. Um, least of all because she And she wants you to find someone to enhance your beautiful, your beautiful. So I listened to mommy what she was saying. I don't, I don't know who asked you for all that, but um <laughs> but 
I guess. Um, but yeah, like she said, you know, I wish you all the best. I wish you another fulfilled and uplifting year. And um, yeah, love you. And bye, guys. Until next night, time, everyone. Till next time. It's the Rant Show, Ski Lounge Radio. Your life, your music. We out. You're listening to The Rants on Giddy Lounge Radio with my son, the Wattsmith. Keep it locked. Mommy Ranta says so.